Welcome to the MedMan Podcast, a podcast focused on helping you level up your practice. I'm Jesse Arnoldson. And I'm Jay Holmes. Through interviews with some of the most successful leaders in the industry, we help uncover resources, tools, and ideas to help you level up. Thanks for tuning in, and we hope you enjoyed today's program. Hello, and welcome to the MedMan Podcast. Last episode, we had the chance to talk with Chuck Hulse about the importance of planning and this idea of moving from annual planning to 90-day planning. This week, we have Chuck back to talk about tips and tricks for a better strategic planning session. Chuck, welcome back. Hey, thanks, Jesse. Excited to, to keep talking about strategic planning. Chuck, tell me a little bit about what a really successful planning session looks like for you. Well, let me, let me look at from two different perspectives, actually. It's what it looks like, but it's also what it feels like because mm-hmm. there's, the, there's an emotional component to this. You're trying to get people hooked into, into the idea of planning. So, you know, what's it look like? You know, it's organized. The logistics uh, are, are flowing, you know, that we've got plans. People know what hotel is supposed to show up to at what time, and they arrive at the meeting, and it's, they're there on time, and the materials are there. The uh, technology is working. There's, uh, you know, we've got uh, a smooth flow of things as a result of the the way it's been organized and planned. And when you get there, there's a certain feel, right? There's a certain feel to it that, you know, people are going to have a little bit of fun. You know, let me think about planning and it's pretty, pretty dry. And they think, oh my gosh, you know, strategic planning and it's pretty boring. But Boy, you can really uh, set the tone by having a great welcoming place mm-hmm. and uh, offsite, out of the office, right? In a place where, you know, people are going to feel just feel good, uh, whether it's in a mountain cabin or somebody's home uh, in the backyard of somebody's home. But um, then it just begins to feel good as well. You know, you're, you're having good conversations because people are being honest, open and honest with one another. And sometimes there's some spirited conversations when people disagree. Right. Those agreements are being managed. And so there's just a good feel about it when participants are prepared and, and the facilitator is also prepared for what's what needs to happen. Absolutely. I've been a part of your planning sessions and you always ask what our expectations are at the very beginning. And Jay, our other co-host, one of his expectations is almost always to leave mentally exhausted. And to him, that's a sign of a, a successful planning session that he's had sharp, fun, weighing conversations that just leave him done at the end of the day. He's left it all there. So it it looks different for other people. It feels different for other people. But what you described, you know, is definitely what I've seen from the planning sessions where we left kind of feeling like we could high five each other that things had gone right like that. It's what Henry Ford said, you know, thinking is hard work. That's why most people don't do it. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Well, Chuck, how do you get people to really engage in the process? You talked about how sometimes people think that planning sessions, you're going to show up and it's going to be a long day of dry, boring reports and chit chat and goal setting that they're just not ready for. How do you engage people? Yeah, you know, really starts well before the session, right? So that what people want to do is show up and they want to have conversations that they think are important. Right. And honestly, what they think are important might be different than what I think is important or what you think is important. So the, the issue for us is, as we begin to plan and engage people is to make it worth their while and understand what's going to make it worth their while, to engage them in advance uh, in, in the thought and the planning of it to generate a little bit of excitement in the process. Mm-hmm. Let them know what to expect. You know, I think that's another thing, you know, they get their agenda in advance, right? 
and to talk about it, to uh, build on it, to say, hey, you know, we're going to be at uh, such and such a location and there's going to be an opportunity to walk and have some fun with your family when you're not in your sessions and uh, let them know uh, what's happening. And so I think you begin to set the tone and build the enthusiasm for it even well in advance. Yeah. What other things do you do, Chuck, to prepare for the planning session before you ever get there? Some thoughts around that are, you know, part of it, it depends on the knowing the people that are going to be there and understanding the audience. Right. But, you know, all all of the, you know, strategic planning has, it's been around for ages, right? It has all the same components. You know, you're going to talk about the current state of things. You're going to talk, you're going to do an environmental assessment. And all those things happen in advance, right? A lot of time we talk about the state of the company and administrators, usually the one who does that. We spend some time to prime people's thinking, right? To understand them, um, how we're going to reach them during the meeting, uh, whether, you know, we've got uh, to prep our leaders in advance, because a lot of times we're dealing with physicians and they're going to hear things differently from us as business people than they Mm -hmm. will from their colleagues or their physician leaders. So we need to prep our physician leaders about the importance of carrying a conversation that has to do with physician comp or the equity of call coverage and those things. So some preparation of the folks that are going to be there as well as the participants are pretty important. Good. Tell me, you know, what are some of the pitfalls that you look for in a planning session? What are, what are some of the ways we go astray in our strategic planning? Well, I think part of it, you know, the, it just goes back to that second question. Part of it is that we don't do enough preparation. You know, honestly, mm-hmm. we're busy and, and we don't do give it enough thought in advance, but it needs to be thoughtful. In particular, I think about the reading material that we invariably supply in advance of a meeting. And sometimes we don't do that. And I think that's a, can be a pitfall. So make sure that we're getting people thinking about the issues in advance. A number right. of our clients have had issues in the past year with team building, right? A lot of stress in the environment with uh, COVID and staffing. And so there's been a resurgence in interest in team building. So we send out some team building exercises or let's talk about value setting. We send out a couple articles on on how to set your values for a company. So mm-hmm. preparation is the first pitfall, I think, Jesse, is just do it well. Yeah. What other ones do you see? What other ways to do planning sessions go go awry? I mean, we, we've been in them, right? Where things just, something so, happens and it changes. What other things do you see? Let us remind ourselves that technology is going to go south. <laughs> That's exactly it. I was hoping you'd hit that as technology. You know, what do you do? I mean, you got to test it. Yeah, you know, we're, we're on a podcast. Hopefully the audio is good, but when you're going live with a group of people, they're expecting you to, to have it all prepared. And I'll make sure the technology is working for you and test mm-hmm. them in advance. And the same thing with the room setup. You know, it's the it's it's part of that pitfall. You know, we walked into a room for a planning session uh, recently, and it wasn't set up at all the way we expected it to be set up. You know, but the hotel just didn't get the uh, message. So yeah, here we are in, in an hour in advance, moving moving chairs around and getting things to a point where we think it will be a better setup for conversation within the yeah. setting. So, Room set up, technology, test all of those things are important. And I think that what I've seen you do and what you just, a little thing you said in passing right there is you've got to give yourself areas where you have a buffer. You know, you showed up an hour early. If you had showed up 15 minutes before, you know, you were really supposed to go live, that room wouldn't have been at all what you needed. Having 
technology backups. Uh, we've gone low tech before where it's just paper and that's all we've done is, and, or maybe we have an extra whiteboard on an easel, but it's these things, it's the plan B's and plan C's that help make sure you don't have a complete failure. Even if you can do everything you, you possibly can and that tech sometimes is still going to fail. Right. But that still doesn't get you off the hook. You better have a backup. Yeah, well, particularly as a facilitator. And I think, you know, one of the things that, one of the pitfalls that would be people fall prey to is, is decide that they don't need a facilitator, that they're just going to have a meeting on their own. Right. So, you, know, you and I both believe that outside facilitation is is a really important thing. And, and that that room set up and the technology, that really is the responsibility of the the facilitator. We've got to own that, you know, to, to make sure that that's going to work okay. We, last year, I remember showing up, uh, you know, and I was running late and I showed up and the, the, uh, all of the participants were in the back row of the, of the room. <laughs> you know, so, oh, yeah. Hey, this is not going to work for a good conversation, people. We brought them to the front of the room. You know? So oh, no. it's our job to make sure that we're creating that, the tone and we're creating the environment that mm-hmm. can have a good conversation and hear each other. What happens, Chuck, when, some, when you don't have an outside facilitator? Let's say you put it on the manager or the lead physician to to run it. What happens there? Why why wouldn't you do that? Well, I think it's just the the dynamics that get carried into the into the room, right? So people have relationships in their in their office in the business kind of relationships, mm-hmm. and there are egos and hierarchies and bosses and you know subordinates and and what you want to do is try to leave all of that. I think uh, check all of that at the door when you're in these meetings to be most effective. And a facilitator can help do that because there's no dynamic. A facilitator can bring up conversations quite innocently about issues where people may, the participants may have talked about them prior to the meeting and have an impasse. Mm -hmm. And so there's this uh, preconceived notions and and other uh, background that kind of get brought up into the situation if you don't have an outside facilitator whose sole job is to Make sure you're having a good conversation and being honest with one another. I absolutely agree on that. One more thought to that is that I've seen a lot of managers and when they get put in the in the facilitator position, they're supposed to be part of the critical thinking team, right? They're supposed to be part of putting in input, making, helping make decisions. And when you become the facilitator, you remove one of your most critical thinkers from the mix or they don't remove themselves from that and your facilitation hat goes goes away and you don't lead a good meeting. So it's it's one or the other. Either you get that person to participate how they should or you have them facilitate. There, there is no middle ground, successful middle ground. Chuck, thank you for sharing these tips and, and, and guidance on how to have a, a successful strategic planning session. For our listeners, make sure that you don't take for granted the good that can come from one of these planning sessions, as long as it's ran correctly and 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 set up in a way that produces good conversation, critical thinking, and solid decision making. This is the kind of stuff that can propel your practice forward, unlike any other thing that you do in the day to day. So make sure that you put a lot of thought and effort behind it and make sure it goes right. Chuck, thanks again for, for being on the show. I'm glad to be here. Yeah. And everybody, make sure you hit that subscribe button before you hop off and stay up to date on all the latest information from the MedMan podcast. For anything else that MedMan does or the show notes and tools from from each of these episodes, please visit MedMan.com. See everybody. Thanks for tuning into the MedMan podcast. We hope you enjoyed today's featured guest. For the show notes, 
transcripts, resources, and everything else MedMan does to help you level up, be sure to visit us at medman.com. Thank you.